Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much again for joining me this week. My motivational quote uh, for today is by John Beckley, and it says, People don't plan to fail. People fail to plan. This is one of my, my favorite quotes I use with frequency uh, when I train. How many of you have a plan for retirement? Do you actually put money away every month or for some of us once in a while, maybe when you have some extra cash at the end of the month? Do you invest based on gut feeling, which could be dangerous, or do you have an expert advising you? If you're like me, you might be overwhelmed by the bazillions of ways that we actually can plan for retirement. Let's say we all have a good actionable plan in place. Good for us, right? Sure it is, as long as we stick to that plan. Or how many of us have gone into panic mode and shifted your holdings to either, either be more aggressive or conservative based on what the stock market's doing? Many people make decisions based on fear. We know that's not really a good, good uh, path to follow. Is this a good strategy, and can we even call that a strategy? We probably have many more questions than answers on this subject. On the subject, after all, we're all we are talking about our money, and the bottom line is we're all living longer, and we need to work longer. So if you're freaked out, no worries, help's on its way. Today, my guest is Vlad, and I'm going to try to say his name correctly. Zirinovsky is going to discuss historic. Thank you, Vlad. He is going to discuss historic trends, the global market, and having a real and I have that in capitalized plan. Vlad is the CEO of Craner LLC and is my financial guru for the for the show. Vlad has more than 15 years in his as his role as a wealth manager and is going to share his expertise to answer all these questions and more. Get ready to take a stroll down memory lane as we look back on history as well as looking forward to provide key insights to your personal plan for the future. So Vlad, thank you so much for being on again. Um, you know, your insight is always appreciated and you and I always have these great financial conversations. So I'm excited Absolutely. to share, I'm excited again to share you um, with the listeners. So um, let's jump in and talk about the global stock market and why it's actually so volatile right now. So we give some, some people perspective. Right. Well, Connie, it's wonderful to be back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's, it's always a pleasure to share and kind of put your words, I don't want to call it words of wisdom, but uh, sometimes it's not a bad idea to have someone just to bounce your ideas off of, and especially if you have an investment portfolio, not a bad idea to have somebody at least provide you with guidance. So yeah, uh, what I wanted to tell you, there you go. I, I love the quote. I, I use the quote that you just started the show with all the time. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, you know, sitting down and just writing, what, what are your goals for the next three, five, seven, ten 10 years? I'm talking about personal goals, financial goals. Did you know that by, by uh, this is kind of interesting, a friend of mine, is, uh, he owns a gym, and he said by the time two weeks of January are up, two, three out of five people fail um, 
to continue their membership at the gym. So everybody wow. makes a resolution to start the gym, and then within the first two weeks, we're talking about 70% of people just go, okay, that's it. There goes that plan. So what I wanted to share with you is the following, right? Keep in mind that history tends to repeat itself and have a plan and stick to this plan, right? See, probably at this point, luckily, the past couple of weeks have been very favorable, but the beginning of the year was pretty, pretty drastic and pretty crazy. I mean, you definitely, if you open the window, you, could, you can hear Wall Street uh, screaming, sell and help, help with the exit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I kid you not, if you open the window and listen close enough, you just might, might, might hear somebody do that. Now, there are several factors that are taking place. I mean, think about it. We do have a lot going on. I mean, um, the energy sector, your oil, fell by 70%. And a lot has to do with the fact that we as a country d developed and designed so much new technology, how oil is extracted, mm. that there's very little of it is going to waste. Then we're talking about let's start exporting our oil to other countries. I mean, we haven't seen this since 1970s. So what started basically was um, a domino effect. New technology led to... Um, overabundance of oil, which kind of started the chain effect. And other countries who depend on, their, on oil as the only source of bringing in revenue, they were forced to start selling um, their own funds in the stock market, in the open market, in order to pay the bills. So they're called the sovereign funds. So Saudi Arabia, Russia, they were forced to start selling their positions, which consequently resulted in higher volume in the stock market and prices continued to come down. I mean, the market plummeted in two days by 10%. That doesn't happen. I mean, they literally happen almost overnight. But think about it. Things go on sale, right? And, and it creates opportunity for you to review your portfolios and pick up things for much cheaper than they are. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like you know? a sale on Wall Street, but most don't think it that way. When we think something's you know? going down, we think, oh, my God, let me get out while I have something. That scarce, it's scarcity Absolutely. mentality. That's really what we're talking about, right? That fear um, kicks in. So go ahead. I, I didn't mean it to is. interrupt, but, yeah, that's, you know, it's counterintuitive, that whole, whole premise. You know, if you start taking a look at, okay, well, what fundamentally moves the market? And the only thing that moves the markets over time, I mean, daily volume is definitely your hype of media. That absolutely moves the markets from day to day, people following, listening. However, over over course of a quarter, three months, six months, nine months, you have to look at corporate earnings. If the companies are earning money, that means they'll hire more people who mm -hmm. start earning money, who spend the money, and they will consequent, consequently stimulate the economy. Well, if the corporate earnings are coming in negative quarter after quarter, well, that means the company will probably start laying off people who will not be earning the money, who will not be able to stimulate the economy. Although the earnings have been coming in just about in line, there's actually positive indication that the earnings for the first quarter of 2016 are looking positive. So toppled with the fact that we have a presidential uh, Quanandra, absolutely mayhem with what's going on. I, mean, I don't mean to get <laughs> to say the politics. least. <laughs> to say the least, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't mean to to jump into anyone's political view, but when you have a runner-up for Republican Party and the entire Republican Party is getting together to say, oh no, that's not that's not a good candidate for us. 
That's crazy. I mean, yeah. that's absolutely crazy. So you you put all of this on TV in front of people. Oil prices are plummeting. They're trouble out of China, and we have two political candidates who are appearing on the landscape that really, for the most part, people don't feel comfortable with, with either one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, that consequently comes into your pocket, and people go, okay, I need to be doing something. It doesn't matter what, to do something. And, and the best thing that I can say is sometimes doing nothing is the best thing. That is also an action. That's also a choice. Right, That's right. <laughs> yeah, so brilliantly said. Yes, you're right. Sometimes doing nothing is, is brilliant. Go ahead. <laughs> You know, it's, um, luckily when our clients call and they ask for review or they ask about what's going on and they just want commentary without any hype around it, we, we put it in perspective and we, we share with clients what's taking place. Now, Vlad, do, do, honestly, do customers, I hope that people listening hear that because do customers and do you advise them to call you when they're feeling that panic? And, and you're right, I think some of it is from media because we have so much information thrown at us and we, we get that gut feeling of I have to do something. Sometimes the answer is nothing, like you said. But I, I know that you do encourage people. So the listeners really do need to reach out to whatever their resource is and, and talk to them, right, so that you can almost talk them off the ledge. Absolutely. That's, that's the that's number the, one thing. Yeah. You know, my profession exists, and you better believe it when I tell you, I have plenty of uh, families that we work with who, who've had their own businesses that grew them from ground up, ended up mm-hmm. selling out, uh, well, being in the position to sell their business. And um, they are very, very shrewd investors, smart mm-hmm. individuals, very well educated. Mm-hmm. And they have us. And I, I've asked this particular gentleman who became a very good friend of mine. I said, you can do this on your own. He goes, yeah, but with you, I bounce the ideas and I pay you to yeah. make sure I don't make the mistakes. Because yeah. I know that sometimes just talking things through with someone, you hear your own voice. And you go, oh, okay, well, this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, how many times have you, uh, I'm sure you've had this, you think about a problem and then you just bounce it off your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your family member, and they just tell you one thing, you go, oh my God, that's genius. Like, how come I didn't think about it? <laughs> it's true. You need a sounding board. And it's funny, that what a smart gentleman um, that you just shared that, that has become your friend, because, you know, for the payment, which could be insignificant for him, right, with with how much money this gentleman may have. But the reality is we could be penny wise and dollar foolish. Well, I'm not going to spend the money. But what if he goes to make a bad decision and you say to him, you know, you might want to think twice about that. You know, look at this perspective and you might save him millions. So penny wise, dollar foolish lives in all aspects of our life, including and and especially with, you you know, how I feel about the financial. I think you do need right. someone of an expert um, to guide you or, or at least for you to um, speak with. And there there's so many available in every price range. So now I have to ask you another question. Um, this this typical decline that we've seen, or, or is this decline that, that you've just described, right? Now we're kind of rebounding. If we look back in history, is... Is this a new phenomenon with the um, because of the global market, with the gas and all of this stuff, or is this really history repeating itself? Right. 
<laughs> let me let me share the following thing with you, right? Before I jump into just a few numbers to to kind of give the listeners an cool. understanding what we're talking about. Sure. So two years ago, our world was taken over by Ebola. We were flying special teams to Nigeria and Sierra Leone to to help to fight to cure people. We we had uh, epidemic proportions reaching to other countries of the world. Everyone was just absolutely scared out of their wits. On top of it, we had European disintegration. Greece was thinking about exiting European Union, which yeah. led to collapse of Cyprus, their banking system, yeah. which is an offshore account. And it was, that's it, Euro is done, European Union is, is disintegrating. That's over to two years today. We have Zika virus taken over the world by storm. Babies are born with smaller than normal heads because that's one of the things that the Zika virus is causing. And it's proliferating throughout the Caribbean, through South America. Now we're seeing um, Zika virus travel to uh, the mainland Europe and uh, potentially over the summer come up to the United States. Everyone is besides themselves. Google just... Um, uh, I read the announcement this earliest today. Google is setting money aside to fight Zika virus. On uh, top of it, China is experiencing slowdown. Things are horrendous. Their banks are about to default. Does it sound familiar? Does it, does it look like a situation we just had two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny that we even asked this question, but... We need to educate people that history really does repeat itself over and over and over again. Um, you know, the stock market goes down, it's going to go back up. And you know what? When it's flying high, guess what? It's going to come back down. It, it is what it is. The, the systems are what they are. And, you know, history is going to continue to repeat right. itself over and over and over again. So, yeah, it's interesting. Right. I, I I wanted to share a funny thought with you. My um, husband heard on you know radio show going into work. He was listening to a radio station, and they were talking about Facebook, social media, all this. And a gentleman called okay. in and said, um, you know, it's kind of interesting that now we are posting different uh, pictures, etc., right, on our wall. Isn't that what the cavemen okay. did? We communicated <laughs> by posting on the walls of our caves. He said, so, so tell me we haven't gone full circle with how we're communicating today. And my, Cave, at dinner, my husband... Vlogging, right? What, isn't that the craziest? So my husband shared that with me at dinner, and I looked at him, and I said, yeah, this is, this is it's, history repeats itself in all areas of our lives. It's, it's, it is what it is, and we think we can change it. You know what? We're not that special or that smart that history is going to continue to repeat itself, even after you and I are gone, Vlad, right? It's still going to be, um, right. we're going to be looking right. at back on, on history, civil wars, etc. Let's take a quick break, and then sure. when we come back, I, I'd like to shift a little bit and talk about the types of industries or stocks that maybe are getting hit the hardest and, and maybe there isn't a specific uh, set. So I, everybody stay tuned. I really want to discuss that uh, piece of it so we could kind of examine portfolios as well, okay? Okay, very good. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. 
Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. And we are speaking with my good brother here, Vlad, and we're talking about really having a plan and sticking to the plan and not making shifts because of panic, right? We have to, history repeats itself and and all of those things. So if you have a plan and it's a sound plan, you really sometimes not moving or not doing anything is the best course of action. So um, help us out, Vlad, and are there types of industries or stocks that you think are being hit the hardest? Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, we can definitely see the fact that the energy sector collapsed sure. by 70%. I mean, at the same time, you know, um, I hope people realize that cheaper energy is good news for manufacturers and consumers. I mean, which is something that people completely for- forget during the gloomy forecasts. I mean, you know, when we're talking about um, countries having to operate with price of oil being at $40 a barrel, and oil is at $30 a barrel, uh, and the countries can continue to perform, they'll start doing certain things. I mean, recently there were announcements that certain, um, uh, certain restrictions on the amount of, that will continue being pumped in order to stabilize the price of oil. It, look at it the following way, right? So the price of oil has, have came down substantially. Now, mm-hmm. when was the last time you were at the pump filling up your car? Yeah, it was. I noticed it. I, I guessed right. up uh, yesterday, and it, it was thirty something dollars. It used to be almost sixty dollars. See that? Well, that fifteen hundred dollars annual savings at the gas pump. It doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire or you are a middle American family. That is extra money in your pocket. Guess what people? Guess what people are doing with that money? They're spending it. People mm. are going out more. We're seeing there is a substantial increase in uh, your chain restaurants because they're trackable. You know, like the Olive Gardens of the world, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not, that's not the point. But people are spending money. People are shopping mm-hmm. more. So the re- retail industry is substantially picking up as well, whether you shop at Amazon or you shop at um, Kohl's department store. Now, at the same time, airline companies, I mean, the price of tickets really have not come down that substantially. They did come down some, so some of the savings were passed on to consumers, but the airline companies are just stockpiling cash. Mm-hmm. And guess what that leads to? Innovation, being able to spend the money to purchase newer aircraft, to, find, to figuring out new revenue streams. So the fact that oil came down this far First of all, I don't know why anyone's buying it right now. I mean, that would only make sense. Why would, people were dumping money at oil being at 120 and Goldman Sachs announcing oil is going to $200 a barrel. Well, now that everyone's sold and oil is dirt cheap, do you remember what was in early 2000s? We had a price of oil here in northern New Jersey at a dollar a gallon. Even some places went down to 60 cents a gallon. I don't well, remember that. <laughs> it was in uh, southern Jersey. But the point being is that here we are, you know, 
12, 14 years later in a similar situation, sure. oil is the bloodline. It's, it's used for everything, not just filling up your car. It's used in plastic and manufacturing in so many different areas that you better believe it. It will come back. So we've been buying oil. It doesn't okay. make sense not to buy something that's at 70% discount. Now, let me share this with you, right? And this is kind of to, to maybe put things in perspective. Since 1950, the United States have experienced a decline of the stock market between 5 and 10% in 35 calendar years, 35% of calendar years, which is the territory we are in right now. So one in five years have experienced downturn of uh, 10 to 15%. And nearly 18% of the time in the past 56 years, the decline was more than 20%. So if I compare the statistical data, and I know that the sovereign funds have to sell because they need the money to pay the bills, and the stock market is selling at 10% discount right now, why would I panic? Why would I not take the dividends and the growth that hopefully your financial professionals were stockpiling since the stock market was hitting new highs at 18600 and take that money and put it back into the market. I mean, sure. when ShopRite runs can-can sale, that's when they sell your peas and corn, uh, well, in cans. Uh, everyone is at ShopRite buying them, and it, it's, it's the same situation. That is, first so, of all, Vlad, what, but wait, that's, that's a great example. There's like a can-can sale on the stock market when we talk about the you know, oil stocks, for instance. Um, and right. we don't look at it that way. That was a great visual for me. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, that's the key concept. <laughs> I mean, if I start throwing statistical data in and then Sharpie ratios and alphas and betas, nobody wants to know that. People just want to know, am I okay? Should yes. I be worried about my money? And this is what we always say. Well, if, if you are waking up at night and you are worried about what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps whoever you're working with is not doing a good of enough job explaining things to you. Um, guess, guess how many calls I received? And we work with families throughout the United States. Guess how many calls I received during the first couple of weeks of January? Um, um, I, I, I would... I would think a lot. I would think a lot just because people are kind of getting their ducks in a row for the new year. Uh, I received two phone calls. You're kidding. One, uh, <laughs> two phone calls. One, a client wanted to take some money out. They were uh, booking a family vacation. And the second call came in from a client who said, I wanted to uh, find out when is my RMD due this year. So required okay. minimum distribution from an IRA yeah. account. Yeah. I, I, we educate our clients. We stay on top and we tell them, look, we are the only financial professionals, wealth managers, we are the only people in the only industry that the more expensive something is, the more money is being thrown at it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. When things turn the other way, everyone runs for the hills. And this is when we come in and this is where we help our families to make the money and not to make the mistakes. You now, know, and I go ahead. I'm sorry. Out. Go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say the simplicity of what you just said. I think when we're educated and we have an open dialogue, or we have, you know, you could do research online for information as well. But when you look at the whole picture and don't make a decision based on panic, 
or what you know everybody's selling on the stock market I better sell too you really have to make the decision based on your number one you know when do you really need this money you know we laugh uh, when um, you know the the statements come out quarterly for my husband's 401k my my IRAs and set okay. and uh -huh. I, you know my husband goes oh and I go I don't even look at it you know we do an analysis every year you know did our our uh, allocation shift that we want to because we're, we're positioned pretty aggressively because we're still fairly young but you know did it shift and and do we need to shift it move it whatever it is but really really I don't even look at the statements because the reality is if it's up or down doesn't matter I don't I don't need the money right now if you do need the money you need to analyze that with a little bit more uh, of a critical eye so I, I just I think what you're saying is so relevant and I hope everyone is understanding um, to keep it simple for everybody that a plan is a plan stick to that plan and educate yourself with what's in your portfolio we have about uh, six minutes left Vlad I really just to simplify for everybody would you say and I know this is hard but depending on what's in people's portfolio and what the risk tolerance is do you think it's more of a good time to buy or sell, or does it really depend on the on the market? I, I, I that's a uh, maybe an unfair question. No, no, it's it's actually it's a fair question because that's a question that's on everyone's mind. So I appreciate that you asked this question instead of you, you know you with your financial background you could have asked it in a different way. But what I wanted to share is this: you started the show with an amazing quote, which said, "If you plan to fail, you fail to plan." If you don't, if you don't plan, exactly. you're, you're right. So the concept behind it is if you have 200000 500000 a million dollars, $5,000, well, what is that money for? What's the purpose for that money? I mean, if, you are, uh, if you're working and you're planning for your retirement, well, what is the plan for that money? I mean, what are you looking to accumulate? Are you looking to stay where you live? Are you looking to downgrade your house? Are you looking to move? And, and trust me, I get plenty of pushback. As a matter of fact, we have a young family that signed on to enlist our services, and it's taking them two weeks just to come up with the things they want to do. And mm -hmm. guess what they asked me the first time I was talking to them? Should we, their question was, should we sell our house or should we uh, keep it and buy another one? So they were asking me a pretty basic question that most people ask, and it completely evolved into building a plan for them to see how the three boys that they have, what's important to them. And it's, it's just remarkable when you, when you sit down with people and you truly start planning with them and you make sure that they don't fail in the plan. So the, to answer your question, whether you should be buying, selling, staying put, it all depends on your plan. It all yeah. depends what you're looking to do. Yeah, Truly and I know... Standpoint, go ahead, Connie. I was going to say, I know people want to hear, no, should I buy, should I sell? It, it really does depend, and I just said that, right? Every year, my husband and I, kind of around the new year, we look at our portfolio. My husband is wonderful at charting it out. He does all these pretty charts for me. I don't really care. Um, you know, I'm that type. So I trust him. I know what he's doing, and then he right. looks just to make sure that our allocation is still diverse enough but also aggressive enough for us right. right now so we have our plan it's our plan I don't even look at the statements um, so I think it, it really depends on everyone's situation um, we have literally four minutes but I, I what if you had it 
If you had to talk to the listeners right now, what would be right. your biggest advice for them? The bottom line is this. This is a question you need to be asking yourself or the financial professional you work with. In times like this, exactly what's taking place in the stock market, you have to remember that this is the opportunity to generate long-term returns that create wealth. And you have to – there is no other way about it. I mean, you can't expect to buy a stock market, you know, invest in the market when it's all-time high, and then just expect for things to keep going up and going up and going up. Volatility is the risk that you take on the road of your success. And yes. what's taking place right now creates buying opportunities. And if you have a plan in place, you'll know exactly what to do and you'll know exactly whether you need to be concerned or you need to, to think to yourself, you know what, this is fantastic. I'm able to invest now into IBM and purchase their shares at 10, 15, 20% discount to their original book value. This is how wealth is created. And that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. And and don't don't make a move based on fear or panic. It's false because you're right, history repeats itself and what goes up's got to come down and what's down is eventually going to go back up. So we just have to have and this is I, I think true of our society. <coughs> excuse me. We we need to gain some patience when it you know, it comes to our outlook and what our expectations are, but also what, you know, what is our long-term plan for money or whatever because we're living longer and all those things. So, um, yeah, I think we need to be a little patient and trust that if we put a good plan in place, it's a good plan. Now, if you think your plan is a bad plan, then that's a whole different, that's a whole different animal. Right. <coughs> Give us a call. This is what we do. This is why Connie and I discuss this. This is why I came back on the show a few times to share with you that you don't have to sit in your closet locking the door and thinking that everything's fine or because you're so paralyzed with fear, you don't know what to do. I mean, there are financial professionals who do exist, who care about doing the right thing. And uh, I think from our discussion uh, with Connie, you can see that Connie cares about you as much as, well, this is why I'm on the show, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We, I, I, you know, I'm all about uh, getting information out there, educating people, and and really helping people not be afraid to make a move or to change something if it makes sense. You know, you kind of have to do it. Now, um, Vlad, do me a favor. Just can you give everybody your website if they're interested? And also, I know I get in my email box every Wednesday. Um, you call it the Hump Day, but it's like a little forecast up. So everybody should sign up for that because your information is really clear and it's a, a short and sweet write-up. It's, it's not too technical. It's not over the top. It's not boring. But it gives you some basic facts about what's, uh, what's going on in normal layman's terms. So share with everybody your website, Vlad, please. So the website is www.craner.com. K-R-A-N is an N-T-E-R.com. Craner.com is the website. And you can always give us direct call at my office number at 201-374-4079. Thank you. And what I'll do, Vlad, you know the routine. I'll tell everybody 
uh, for yeah, any new absolutely. listeners. We'll put we'll post uh, Vlad's email address on the webtalkradio.net website with the show, and I'll also po- post Vlad's number because I know a lot of people listen in the car. Uh, this way, you could just go uh, click it, and um, it'll bring you right to the website. And I do recommend sign up for the newsletter. Um, I I read it every week. It really does <laughs> keep you abreast of what's going on, Wonderful. and it's it's an easy read. So thank you for that. That's a great piece of information for everybody as well. Terrific, terrific. It was a pleasure to be with you, Connie. Always, always so good to have you, Vlad. Um, everyone, if you need my help, of course, you can reach me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. So, of course, it's C-O-N-N-I-E at and then W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C. Dot com And email me. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear the topics that we're discussing, if they're resonating with you, if they're helpful, all that, that kind of stuff. Um, share with me. I'm really um, happy to hear, and I, I will always respond personally to your emails. I don't have anyone else do that. That's all me, live. Uh, Vlad, thank you again for being on, as always, a wealth of information. So much appreciated. My pleasure. My pleasure. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves financially as well. Um, so we all embrace change and realize that it's easier than we often think. Um, thank you again for joining me. Have a wonderful week. You are listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Go and plan your financial future. Be well, everyone. Been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I-